the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. So, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy, and we are here in our 12-step series that we're doing. And today, I've got a table full uh, but only one microphone. So we've been playing around and doing some other stuff. So uh, everybody on the show today is somebody that you've heard before, but uh, we're spending Halloween afternoon recording a show for you. So uh, let me just have the guests introduce themselves first, and then we'll get into the rest of the uh, nonsense that I normally talk about. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm listener Bev from California, a.k.a. Paul's wife. So glad to be here. Hi, Bev. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, the worship director for Fridays uh, at CR at on Friday? Church. Oh, yeah. Celebrate recovery. Um, I'm just out. The interrupter. Yes, the smart <laughs> Alec. <laughs> the smart Alec at CR, Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. So, anyhow, thanks for, uh, for doing this and letting us do this here. Uh, my computer kind of took a nap today and so we're using Andrew's computer and my microphone and their table and it's we're trying to get it done before uh, the baby wakes up from the nap so it's just going to be a fun show uh, you probably know this by now but some of you might be listening for the very first time and I want to let you know where you can find out about us we are on social media on Facebook on Instagram on Twitter we also have the old uh, uh, what's that one MySpace and we've got a Reddit account under Messed Up Ministries, so you can find us at all those places, like us, share it, you know, just kind of help promote the show uh, through your own social media and let more people know about it. You can also rate the show. Uh, it's really easy to do. Just click the little five-star thing, and we get real happy about that. If you want to write a review, that's even better. So we'd love you to do that on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. That would be an outstanding thing for us. And if you really want to help out the show in a uh, meaningful way, we are 100% listener supported. So you can become a patron of the show by going to messituppodcast.com. And clicking on the button that says become a patron, and that will take you to our Patreon page for as little as $1 a month. You can support the show financially and uh, help keep us on the air. So we really, really, really appreciate all of our patrons who do that. We send you some swag for being a patron. Uh, One of the things you get, regardless of the level that you uh, support us at, is a free copy of my book. Uh, called Still in Beta. And uh, if you want to buy the book, it's out there on your Amazon Kindle. You can buy it for your iPod on Apple Books. And you can also get a paperback version through Amazon as well. So check those things out. We really appreciate it. And uh, I think that's about it. Oh, wait. Email. Forgot to tell about the email. Thank you. That was a great noise. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we have email because we're so, you know, 21st century and the email for me is bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. You can get a hold of intern Dave at info at messituppodcast.com. And uh, we just really appreciate you guys uh, talking to us. If you want to help out by giving some word of the week uh, suggestions or topics for the show or you be on the show or a song of the week, just send those to intern Dave at info at messituppodcast.com and, and that'll help. So I mentioned that you can do the word of the week, and our word of the week this week is delve. And um, I really like that word delve. It's like, you know, to explore something. But as I was looking, 
it uh, it has a secondary one. It says to research or make painstaking inquiries into something. And I thought that would be just really perfect for our topic today, which is going to be step four, where we are delving into ourselves and researching and making painstaking investigations into ourselves, our lives, and, and those other things. So if you use that word delve in uh, a sentence, give yourself uh, delve rhymes with 12. So today, this week, 12 bonus points for using the word of the week in a sentence. Keep track of your own bonus points and you too will be a happy person. So uh, we're here to talk about step four today and I've invited uh, some of our leadership team from our local Celebrate Recovery to talk about step four. And uh, step four uh, with Celebrate Recovery says we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. It is uh, by words, one of the shortest uh, steps. By letters, it's the second shortest. Uh, but it's a really short step, you know, on the page. But it is the long, hard step for many, many people. Traditionally, this is where we lose most of our people doing a step study. Especially, this is where I always tend to lose my males. Is they get um, distracted, see something shiny, take off, and never to be seen again until they boomerang back in a year or so. But uh, you're actually sitting with two males who've finished a step study. Andrew is one of my few males in uh, the 20 year, almost years that I've been doing this to finish and uh, really happy about that. But um, all of the celebrate recovery verses or uh, steps have a verse that go with them. So this verse, uh, well, this step goes with Lamentations 340 that says, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. And I think it's important that these verses go with the steps because a lot of people say, oh, well, 12 steps are not a, a biblical thing. They're not, you know, Christian. It's not, you know, you shouldn't do that if you're a Christian. And they all match with the Bible. It's, you know, 12 steps are just a wonderful, wonderful process to go through, whether you're trying to overcome some sort of a hurt or a hang up or a habit, or if you're just trying to become a better person, um, I really, really, I think it's just the best way to go. So um, if I just throw out fourth step for you guys, what's your gut reaction about fourth step? <laughs> just kidding. It's not, it's not that bad. It, it's worse when you can't look at your husband's answers. Well, that's a, an interesting thing. You know, we're, we're two couples sitting here in leadership and that's one of the things that I think is so important. One of the, the tenets of and parts of our DNA and cell recovery is anonymity and being able to share with the people in your group and not have to worry about it going out anywhere else. And I think that, you know, we say often in cell recovery, we're only as sick as our secrets. And I think that really, really comes into play on this fourth step. If I knew when I was writing my fourth step that I had to worry about Bev grabbing my notebook and reading my answers, I might not have been as forthcoming in what I was saying, especially when it comes down to writing about her. And I'm guessing the same thing mm -hmm. in reverse for you, because I always tell people when we're going through a fourth step, if you don't have your spouse on your fourth step, you are not looking very hard at all because your spouse has hurt you, you've hurt your spouse, and your spouse has been wonderful and you've been wonderful to your spouse. So there should be at least four times where your spouse shows up on your, your step study. But, you know, the closer a person is to you, the more often they're probably going to show up on that inventory, in my experience. To me, it's um, somewhat like 
going through childbirth, <laughs> it's painful and horrible at, at some points. And then at the end, it's so productive and meaningful. You come out with a product that uh, shows you the real you. And um, I think it's it's just really worth the time that's spent. Uh-huh. But but it, it can be a very excruciating. Mm. Yeah. And have you guys done more than one fourth step? Have you gone through multiple step studies or have you just done the one or? I've just done the one. Um, I, I do think that there is great benefit though in multiple step studies mm-hmm. and I can see that um, just because you go through and then you realize, oh wait, there's all this other junk that I'm, it's, it's completely different compared to the struggle I chose to work on. Yeah, and you need to revisit it and, and, and do that whole deal again. But uh, I think there's great value in that. Mm-hmm. Um, first time through, it wasn't too it wasn't too intimidating for me personally. Really, but then I realized that oh wait, there's these other underlying issues mm-hmm. that it identified uh-huh. or that it revealed that then I needed to maybe dig down deeper into. Yeah. Yeah, and by saying it's not too intimidating, we're all sitting around dressed regular, and Andrew is Halloweened out in his Spider-Man, and he's going as Hobo Spider-Man, so he's got on sweats and a Spider-Man top, so it's a little hard to intimidate Andrew. He's got a little bit more gumption. Uh, the thing that I find with multiple step studies, and, and especially when I did a, my second time around on a fourth step, is it reminds me of my grandma's raspberry patch. And I would go out in grandma's raspberry patch and I would eat all the bright red juicy raspberries. And I'd work my way through and just like a uh, uh, swarm of locusts and no more red ones. But there were some that were sort of pinkish red. And then I'd go back and I'd eat those. And then there were some that were just pretty much pink. And then there were some that were greenish pink. And I would just keep on going back and getting more and more raspberries that I like, you know, at the beginning it's like, ah, oh, that one's not good enough for me. And then I'd come back, I want more. Okay, that one is. And as I did my step, uh, my, my fourth step successive times, I found like, you know, oh, I didn't really think this was a big deal, but I can see now it is. And over time now, it's been 17 years since I did my first step study, my life is dramatically different. And the things that were big issues back then are not the big issues for me today. And the things that are big issues for me today, I didn't consider back then. So... You know, it, it helps to keep it refreshed and to do that, and it's an interesting, uh, an interesting way to do it. And, and as many times as I've done a step study, then when I went and wrote my book, that was like the ultimate step study because I was really getting down into the nitty gritty about what happened in my life and why, and and that opened up even more eyes and doors for me. So I'm, I'm anxious to do my next step study and see what things come out now because of the book experience. One of the things that I've heard people um, ask or state is when they're getting ready to start their four-step inventory, it's like, why in the world do I have to go back and dig out the things that hurt me so much the first time around? And uh, so I just want to throw that out there and ask maybe some of you guys have heard that question and what did you answer? What do you think um, you responded to them with? Um, I wasn't ready for you to ask yeah, questions. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I just lost close. control of my show. I'm not um, yeah. Ask your question again. I'm but sorry. My, my question was, um, many times people come to me and ask me why would I want to dig out the dirt oh, of right. my past yeah. again. 
Well, it's, you know, for me, when I tell people, because that, that is perhaps the number one response I get with recovery is, you know, people who don't want to do it, it's like, well, I just want to leave the past in the past and, and move on and not relive that or glorify that or whatever. And I said, well, it, when, when I go to the doctor, the doctor doesn't say what's going on right now. He wants to know what's gone on before that. And, and she might ask me, you know, to tell me some history. And as I look at my life and where, you know, what got me here, it helps me to know what I can avoid so I don't get back here again because here is okay, but I never want to be here again. I always want to be moving forward. I want here to be in the rear view mirror very quickly because I want my life to keep moving forward. And if I keep making the same mistakes, I'll stay in the same place and I'll, I'll be here later. And I don't want to be here later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you? Well, I was thinking that many times the ladies that, that I've encountered have often said to me, um, there's so much pain attached to this event that happened in my life. And then I begin to wonder, yes, there, there may be pain attached to something forever, but it sort of sounds like you haven't really ever dealt with it. You might have experienced it, but you haven't really, it's had its way with you, but you have not had your way with it. Um, you haven't conquered that. You haven't worked through it. You haven't really dug down to find out what did you learn from that experience or how did it affect you or, you know, it, what was, what was the benefit or the, what was the benefit of going through that, I guess. And I think for a step inventory gives you that opportunity to go through that and get somebody else's input and feedback to, to help you through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I want to talk more about fourth step, but I'm going to, I'm going to jump to, um, the uh, song of the week for right now. And this is a song of the week that uh, we've been saving for when Andrew's here. This is a song by Pat Barrett called Sales. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you about 90 seconds and we'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts about it and to talk a little bit more about this fourth step. So uh, right now, this is 90 seconds of Pat Barrett with Sales. Without the facade There's no pretending Hearing your love, oh Lord, set me with me 
right, so that song is decidedly not a foot stomper. We've had a couple of foot stompers the last couple of weeks. This one's a lot more ethereal and uh, just, uh, uh, you know, mellow and beautiful. Uh, but, Bev, what did you um, get out of that one? Uh, this is a brand new song for me. I had not heard it before. Uh, but when you get down to the bottom of the song, um, it says, I let out the sails of my heart. Here I am, here you are which I'm assuming that's where the title of the song came from. Um, I've never been on a sailboat, um, and I'm not a sailor, but my understanding is that method of transportation is motored by the wind catching in the sail and, and then pushing you in the direction that it wants you to go. And it's probably very difficult to harness that energy in order to turn it and go to someplace else and where it wants you to go. And I think that when we come to the place where we let go and let God direct the sail of our lives or my life, um, He knows where He's taking me. It's going to be a lot better destination than where I will go. I do not know where the, the water is shallow. I don't know where it's too deep. I don't know where it's going to run me into a thicket or run me into land or into sharks. Um, <laughs> but God knows, and so he can see that far better than I do, and so much better by letting him control the sail. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, this was your song. Uh, what uh, what did you get out of this one? And so there's, well, like you mentioned this is you know, very ethereal and, I call it like marinade yeah. right? and, uh, <laughs> and um, that's why I love this song. There's just so many components to it that you could just stew on. Mm -hmm. And and I just love a good song where you could just be weeping. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why I like that, but like afterwards I'm like, oh, I feel so good. Yeah. Um, but what stuck out to me this time listening in, especially since we're talking about step four, is at the very beginning, it talks about, you know, it's hard to be honest and keep our heart open. So not only to ourselves, but to the Lord and to people we trust. Mm -hmm. And that's really what step four, or I guess step five in a way, talks about where we need to share it. Yeah. But, um, you know, step four is all about, you know, well, what did I do? What are the actions I took? And being honest with yourself so that we can eventually be free and and free from all those burdens, right? right? And that's really what stuck out this time for you. Yeah. Right, you Giselle. Um, well, you know, when Andrew finds a song that he likes, I hear it a million, million times. <laughs> but um, I think, like, the first few times I was like, oh, it's a good song, it's okay, whatever. Um, but I really fell in love with this song, especially when I finally took the time to listen to, like, the first, like, one or two lines, where... I could totally relate to falling is easy, but staying in love is hard. Like, I could relate with that at times with, like, you know, your spouse, where it's like, especially me and Andrew have been together for 10 years, and, you know, you guys, I'm sure, could relate. Um, but um, how, like, you falling in love is easy. Like, that puppy love is so easy. And then, but staying in love, staying, like, for years and years, it's like you kind of have to be honest and open your heart. And um, I think the reason it really stuck to me, too, is like 
I've been feeling like mundane during this COVID thing. I can't really, we can't really go to church. Well, at least we try to stay away since Andrew's high risk. And it's been hard to stay in love with God. And sorry, uh, <laughs> it was hard. It's hard staying in love with God sometimes, especially when you don't have all the frills and, yeah. you know, um, back to the example of falling in love with your spouse, like the roses and chocolates and dates and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but. <laughs> and for me, the, the thing that really sticks out is the line four. And like you said, we're doing step four and line four says without the excuses, without the facade. And that was what my life was before I started working my steps. My life was excuses and a facade and just me doing hocus pocus smoke and mirrors and you know the wizard of oz kind of stuff and step four just just crushed the curtain it just ripped it down and made it so it's like okay here i am it it might not be pretty might not be beautiful it might not be good but it is what it is and uh, and that's what really sticks out for me on on this song for sure I was thinking, you know, um, there might be people out there unfamiliar with the step four, but working through step four, you know, you're basically writing out your life, um, people you've hurt, people who've hurt you, uh, what was the effect of that, and ultimately when you get to the end, it's, you know, what is my part in it? And um, what I discovered in doing my inventory was that I, there were patterns and uh, repeating themes of my life that I did not see until I said them out loud to my sponsor. And she pointed out to me, Bev, look at how many times you said this. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. You can't turn a blind eye to that because when you see your life down on paper in black and white, that is your truth. That is probably who you really are, if you have done an honest Mm -hmm. and fearless inventory. Um, But I think that that is one of the most um, effective, honest ways to approach real change and to find out who Mm -hmm. the real you really is and the real you that will please God. Uh, I guess I shouldn't have said that because he's pleased with us anyway, but Mm -hmm. we'll make us more effective as Christ followers. Yeah. Yeah, and God is absolutely, you know, just completely in love with us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's that, that was a nice one, and I do like those marinated kind of songs too, but I'm, I'm hoping that you don't listen to that while you drive, if it's a weepy song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't, don't want to have any problems that way. <clears throat> so step four, like I said at the beginning, is a big deal. Uh, it's... If you don't do step four, I mean, you need all the steps in order to get to the top of the ladder. But but step four is definitely not one to skip because so much after this is predicated on step four. You can't share your inventory in step five if you haven't done step four. You can't make amends if you don't know all these things that you've done. And, and so it's just, it's a, a big linchpin uh, for our recovery, for my recovery anyway. Um, as we did it, you know, I, you know, we talked about sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's, it might not be daunting or whatever. What was, what was the thing that held you up the most in doing 
your fourth step inventory? What was the most difficult part or the, the longest part or what, you know, what was it that held you, you know, put the handbrake on uh, in your fourth step? So I'll answer that question, but by answering a different question. Okay. <laughs> it's like a political debate. Exactly. <laughs> it's really cool because this show comes out on election day, so. Um, Very well, topical. So the, the thing is for me that I went in thinking like, oh gosh, I need to think of all the bad things I've done. And I talked to my sponsor and they're like, wait, all these things you've listed, like flip that coin around. What were the good things that also came out of it? Or what were the good intentions you had? Because that's your part, right? That's mm-hmm. that's what was in your control, and that's what was in your head, and that reveals more to it. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, wait, so for each negative thing I put in, maybe I try putting in a positive thing, because I got got started getting depressed. Like, right. I, I yeah. suck. I'm a terrible yeah. person. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, wait, no, so I suck at this, or I did this thing, and it, it made me feel bad, or I feel, still feel bad about it. But I also did this thing, and that helped me get through it. I, I think that really helped out. But that, that, I think that was what really helped me out, though, was the fact that, oh, I needed to just list all of my junk, right. and just my junk. Right. Yeah, I remember working with a, a sponsee one time uh, many years ago going through a step study, and uh, a light bulb came on for him that was the wrong bulb. But he's like, oh, so this is just like my, my who am I angry at list. Like, no, that's not what we're doing here. Those people could be on there too, but you know, it's it, the thing about that I remind myself when I'm doing my inventory is it's a complete inventory, and so it's everything. You know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, the whatever. It's it's all there, so we get the complete picture. Um, I was amazed watching the World Series, and I was thinking my dad would be amazed. He mm. he passed on before high-definition TV became the norm. And so the last World Series he watched was on regular standard-definition TV. And you could see, but here we're watching, and, and they show the slow motion with, you know, ultra-slow motion, ultra-high-def. And you watch, you could see the ball hit the bat, and the bat just jiggle like jello because they had, and it's like, it was so complete, so much more complete uh, of a picture of what was going on than just, Oh, this is what I think happened. And, you know, my life before was was standard definition. And and after this fourth step, I got that ultra high def, you know, IMAX type view of my life. Yeah. Do do you know what is your difficult question? What's the most difficult (laughs) thing that was keeping the handbrake on? Oh, I guess like... um... For me, it's like kind of like Andrew, like putting all the like sucky things down and it's like, oh, this is horrible. And then I think I was pretty much almost done with my inventory. And the person running the step study was like, well, it should be like what every three or four negative. You should at least have a positive one positive. You could think of something. And then I was like pregnant with grace. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't put like my baby and like I didn't even put Andrew down like the positive about Andrew at that point and it's like oh I do have some pretty great things I could be positive about and it's definitely looking at like not just the negative but positive stuff I think for me um at the time I didn't know that this was what was 
if I were to look back on it today, I could see what was hard, but I didn't see it then. I have to do it in mm -hmm. hindsight. So let me just, if that makes any sense at all. So let me just tell you that I think I did my first um, fourth step inventory probably 16, 17 years ago, maybe 16, I think. And in that, when I go back and look at it, and I still have a copy of it today, I never realized how into blame I was because I was blaming everything on everybody else because over in the my part category, that last column, there were so many of them that I wrote, I had nothing to do with it. I had no part in this. And now when I look back at that very same person that I quoted, you know, that was a problem in my life, I find out it wasn't even them at all. It was me. So I wasn't willing to let my pride be down. And the other thing is I also was not willing to take responsibility for my own life. Mm. I wanted other people to take responsibility for me so that I could um, say, I could still hold on to my pride mm. and still be the good, perfect person. I didn't want anybody else looking at that and saying, mm, you, you have a flawed character, you know, so. And was that like an aha, Bev, or was that a gradual realization? It was a gradual realization because my sponsor pointed it out to me then, <clears throat> and it's taken still all those and years. So did she point out then or while you're doing your fifth step? When I was doing my fifth, fifth step. step. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. So in, in doing your fourth step, uh, and I just have a couple more questions. One is I want you to tell me what was the worst thing you've ever done and just tell them. We'll go with that in a second, but I want to give you time to think about it. Now, what was, was there an aha moment in doing your fourth step where like a light bulb came on or a weight came off or the scales came off in your eyes? Was there any kind of a, a dramatic, because um, I had, you know, for me, fourth step was dramatic it was what made it so that i'm still doing recovery today was the experience i had doing my fourth step um was there anything like that for you guys in doing your fourth step either first time or 70th time or whatever i think for me and it, this kind of works out that giselle's here too it's the fact that you know, i had my spouse going through one too and a lot of the ahas came from like oh how was how was the group and what, like, not not the details of what you talked about, but, like, what were your sort of key insights or things like that about yourself? And we kind of used that as a time to open up to each other about just our things, you know, and, and part of that positivity thing came from, you know, from Giselle's group where she said that, oh, well, they said for every three negatives I need a positive. Like, oh, okay, I need to try that. And then... <laughs> And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll try that. And I know my sponsor mentioned, oh, you might try that. I'm like, okay, okay, God, I need to talk about the positives mm -hmm. and not just my junk. Mm. Mm. I'll be honest. I thought step four was scary because I was not looking for forward to step Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was scary, but... Um, I think once, like, I said my inventory, my aha moment wasn't during step four. It was when um, we admitted, it, it was step five. It was later. I shouldn't talk too much about step five, but really fast. 
when I found when I read it to someone else and they were able to be like, oh, this is your character defect. I was like, no, it's not. It's like, yeah, it is. Look at your inventory. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, really? So, I mean, I, that was my aha moment with step four, but it wasn't really on step yeah. four because I thought it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but now I don't. And okay. I kind of have to say that. Why? Because. Because the uh, aha in five? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is that yeah. validated for? Okay. Yeah. I would have to agree wholeheartedly with Giselle because my aha moment did not come during step four. <laughs> and <clears throat> sometimes I really um, wondered, why am I doing this? I didn't understand the process. I really, at that point, I was doing it because I was told to do it. Mm-hmm. Just go through, write these people's names down, write what they did, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Okay, but it's like, um, you know, if you go to the dentist and they tell you to floss, you know why they're telling you to floss. Because they hate you. Yeah, right. They want your gums to bleed. (laughs) But I didn't know. I didn't know why I was being told to do this, and little did I realize. Um, And that's when we talk about step five. I can talk about that aha moment then, because that's Mm -hmm. when it came. Yeah. For me, it was... I was so, uh, I, I, I had a, a, a unique situation for doing my fourth step because I had just come out of jail and gone through court proceedings and, um, you know, being in, incarcerated, your level of privacy gets severely diminished. And my story was printed in the local newspapers, so people knew my business and my, my garbage. So I, I didn't have the luxury, and I'm air quoting luxury, of, of lying about stuff. It was already out there, and I knew that my sponsor was a no-nonsense kind of guy, and he wasn't going to put up with my baloney if I glossed over these things, especially the stuff that wound up getting me in jail and all that. I knew I was going to have to come real clean on it. And so I, I was able to do it completely with the handbrake off the entire time. And when I looked at it, and I had pages of stuff. I wrote a lot of stuff. You might not know this about me, but I like to use a lot of words. Um, surprise. Uh, I was going to say shock, and it came out surprise. Uh, anyhow, it's, it's in honor of Sean Connery, who we just lost today. Um, so I, I was looking at everything, and I saw, okay, I don't suck as bad as I thought I did. Because coming out of jail, no job way in debt, can't get a job, everybody I feel like is out to get me, my church asks me to leave, no one you know, will give me the time of day, I just felt really, really low, and I looked at it, I was like, you know what, I'm pretty alright, I'm not as horrible as the things that I've done, I'm not, and I was able to then separate myself from those things that I had done, and it gave me the identity that God wanted me to have instead of the identity that the world was giving me that I was clinging to um, as this just person beyond redemption. And and it was huge. And I, I was always a fourth step guy. And the first time we did a, a series at church on the steps, uh, our, our pastor agreed to do the Road to Recovery series. And our ministry leader asked people to just share testimonies and kind of, you know, have them geared toward a specific step. And I was like, I want step four. Give me step four. I want, because that was 
that's the thing that that made the shadows disappear in my life. Now, sometimes my bulb gets dim and the shadows get, but I get new bulbs and now I'm using LEDs that, you know, stay long lighting for a long time and don't burn out and use hardly any energy. But that was, that's why step four is like my, my thing. So I totally offended you when I said I thought step four was stupid. Oh, no, no. Because I know that that's what people think. And people have fought and died for your ability to be wrong. Giselle, yeah. so that's fine. Oh, yeah. but, Again you know, with the election stuff. <laughs> it's it's um I know that this is where people run and hide because it's it's scary. It's it's not and, and I, that's if I hadn't had my experience, I might not have been so brutally honest. I mean when I sat down and we can talk more about this stuff, but when I sat down with my sponsor to share my inventory, I gave him the police report that doesn't beat around the bush and doesn't try to use nice words. I said, here it is. Make sure it's in my fourth step because I wanted to make sure that he knew that I was coming clean and that I knew I was coming clean. Well, I was just going to say um, it was really and still is really important to have a sponsor if you're going through this. And here's my reason why I want to say that and underline that and put exclamation points at the end of that. Uh, I was just listening to you talking, Paul. And all the reasons why you said that it sort of pushed you to be more honest were all the reasons why I wanted to hole up, why I didn't want to be honest, because I was still attached to you mm. and the experiences that you had gone in, uh, gone through, it reflected into my life too. And so um, I didn't, I came from a family and a generation where you don't talk about your life you just brush it under the rug you pretend like it didn't happen and furthermore if you can't figure it out on your own there's something wrong with you you don't invite uh, accountability in your life so when suddenly my sponsor bless her sweet amazing heart said no Bev you can't just you have got to put it all down and she just kept saying how many do you have on there oh one or two no you know what that's not good enough because I know you well enough that I know there's more stories out there and um so she basically forced me to just keep writing otherwise I would have probably stopped after one or two and I would never have had the aha moment light bulb go on yeah. uh, if I had not stuck with it. So without a doubt, you must have a sponsor and one who you can really count on. Yeah, yeah I can't believe we didn't say that before that, because that, that is so critical. If you try to do this, it's, you know, it's like taking a high wire walk mm-hmm. without a, a mm-hmm. beam to, you know, put your yeah. balance below that wire. You're just risking everything. Yeah, especially like I think a sponsor tells you like, they could look through your inventory and be like, this has nothing to do with your recovery. This is someone else's recovery. Oh, like, I know oh, some people had that yeah. that issue. And then for me, like, picking a sponsor, like, I wanted to have someone I, that was easy for me to talk to. But then later I realized having a sponsor that I knew I couldn't get away with things mm-hmm. and yeah. be lazy. And they were, like, like, my first sponsor, she was very... She was blunt with me. Yeah. She wasn't poor little Bevy over here that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want to tell me when I do something wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, I mean, you know. 
Any parting shots before we leave? Uh, final thoughts about step four, or do you want to, you know, reveal that you know deep dark secret? This is the chance now. <laughs> oh yeah, so there was a bank <laughs> and a running car, and then uh, yeah, yeah. And Giselle is spelled with three Z's, yeah, and a Y, and yeah. a J. At the yeah. <laughs> so anything? Uh, final thoughts about about step four? Um. My final thought is don't quit. Mm -hmm. Don't quit. Keep on keeping on. It, it will be worth it. Um, I think, like, you know, everyone needs to, like, even if you're not, you know, doing recovery, whatever. And then if you are, because step 10 basically tells you you should do this on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Do a personal inventory. So you're going to see it again, not just once a year. Yeah. But you should be doing it every day. Yeah. I'm not usually so wordy, but I keep thinking of things today, so I apologize for grabbing the mic so much. But you know what? you got the right name for it. I guess I do. Um, so one of the yeah. things I noticed <laughs> when you were writing, when you were reading the step, it says a fearless and moral... Searching wait, and searching fearless. fearless. moral inventory of our... Cells. And I never thought about that until this very moment. And that is, I really am tempted, and it, it's a struggle for me, not to do a fearing and moral inventory on everybody else. Yeah. You know, I always have something to say about somebody else's life. But this is a really good reminder to look at me and mm -hmm. do one on myself. So oh. it focuses me back. I remembered something I was going to say earlier. Oh, my gosh. So yesterday, which was a Friday because we're recording on Saturday, right? Paul mentioned in his lesson that, you know, you are probably, you could be the suckiest person ever, but you probably did something good today. And I think that's something to remember when, you know, there's something good. Yeah. You could put about yourself and not just point fingers at other people. Yeah. For yourself. Yeah. It didn't sound as, like, you know, profound as I oh, yes. thought it was. No, but was I was trying to connect it from yesterday's lesson. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, for me, I tell people that you get out of your recovery what you put into it. You know, if you fill your tank with gas, you'll go a lot farther than if you just put a couple of drops in. And if you're doing your inventory and you think you're done and you've only put a couple of drops of gas into your tank... You're not going to go very far in your recovery, but if you fill that thing up, you're going to go much, much farther. And uh, I don't go to the doctor, you know, if, if I went to the doctor and they said, hey, Paul, you know, we've got some bad news, you've got some cancer, uh, do you want us to take it out? I would say, you know what, take some of it out. But whatever you do, don't do a complete job. You know, leave some of it because I just want it to fester for a while and see what happens. That's what... My junk in recovery is like, mm -hmm. if I don't get it on my inventory, it's True. still staying inside and festering. And even sometimes I put it on my inventory and it festers. But the more I put it on that inventory, the more I keep doing it and, and doing that daily inventory, the, the more I get the cancer out. And life becomes more of a bowl of cherries than the pits. Or raspberries. Mm, <laughs> Andrew, any final thoughts or parting shots? I mean, I'm good on my end. Thanks for having me again. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that was so polite. Yeah. Well, Andrew's a polite fella. It's, <laughs> Especially in that spot. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. I'm really glad we were able to do this. Hey, listen, uh, the next 
show, and I was I was wrong on this. This this show does not come out on on election day. Um, I, I forgot that I had shows in the can already. So it's post election. So you already know what happened on this day. But um, our next show that you'll hear is going to be our Thanksgiving show. So make sure you tune in Thanksgiving week. Uh, if you're cooking, doing some pre preparations, uh, do that. People coming to visit, let them listen to the show. And if they like it, tell them where they can find it. If they don't like it, tell them it's because they have sin in their heart. And they can even get bonus points. They can get bonus oh. points. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make a Thanksgiving uh, game for us to play uh, on the podcast or something like that. But anyhow, it's really been great having you guys here. Um, these guys are our family. Uh, if you want to know what Andrew's uh, picture looks like, we did put it on our uh, Instagram. So uh, you'll be able to see the old Spidey. Uh, we didn't go full-on hobo spidey because we were sitting at the table, but uh, maybe we'll get one of those up there for you soon. Uh, but I guess that's about all we have until the next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. We should have the can of beans and Andrew eating out of the can of beans.